Hello, hello, good people. Welcome back to Jed Talks Podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where we talk about different sorts of art forms that most people might not be familiar with or might not even be a fan of. And, you know, we hope to shed a little bit more light into it just so that we can better appreciate. Uh, being honest about the topic that we have here today, this is something that I've dreaded uh, since back in high school. I was never really a fan of this at all. This is something that is nowhere near my area of expertise. Today, we're going to be talking about K-pop. Um, it's it's a we- I wouldn't say it's a weird genre of music, but for me, it kind of is. It's just... It's strange for me, and I know there are other people that think the same way. I know a lot of you are are already typing very angry messages, so please hold that until the end of the podcast because I'm more than certain I'll be I'll be more than appreciative of the K-pop genre. So one of my guests here today, he's um, a really close friend of mine. He's he's been listening to, to K-pop for quite some time. Um, for, so for everyone in the podcast, I'd love you to meet. My good friends, Kyle Madrilejo. How are you, my boy? I'm doing good today. Thank you for the introduction. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Welcome to the show. So, tell us a little bit more about yourself. So, you know, when I made when I made an ad, you know, asking people, hey, we need people who who knows K-pop, and you're one of the few people who responded. So, how long have you been listening to K-pop? Like, you know, what makes you a fan? Well, I've been interested in k-pop ever since uh, gangnam style uh, came out but um, i started really listening to it just 2015 onwards i've been a fan of k-pop for like uh, early 2010s but i've listened to it religiously uh, starting 2015 actually 2015 well yeah, because I'm not really familiar with all this, with all these K-pop um, artists. Uh, what was what was the song or the artist that made you think, hey, maybe I should, you know, give this uh, K-pop thing a shot? Uh, very first thing was actually Girls' Generation. Uh, it's basically a girl group that was actually the face of K-pop in Korea for quite some time, and. Uh, the second was basically One Hit Wonder Sensation, Psy. I remember, aside from Gangnam Style, because, you know, it was all the memes back then. It was another, I think, Gentleman was a name? Gentleman was also a thing. It didn't reach uh, Gangnam Style levels, but it was widely spread all around, too. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, so you've been listening for you know five, six, seven years. Well, I'd have to ask, yep. of course, you know, because like I said, I'm not, I'm not a fan of K-pop. So, what made it interesting for you? Like, what's, what's, what's the appeal for you? Uh, well, it's actually a different experience for everyone, uh, but for me, in the start, as you may know. I didn't really know what the deal is with K-pop. Same like you. But, I mean, if not for the ones that blew up, like yeah, Gangnam Style, Gentlemen, and other stuff, I wouldn't even know what K-pop is. Uh, I just started being interested in K-pop when I found out Girls' Generation. And I just basically listened to one of their songs, uh, thought it was good, 
then found another song, thought it was good, and started from there. I find my found myself checking out songs every day just to listen to, and yeah. Aside from that, there is also a lot of factors that made me interested in K-pop, like the idols themselves, and uh, basically the new songs, the new companies, and the new styles that are being introduced every year. So that's what really made me interested in K-pop. All right. Well. One thing that I also wanted to ask, because you know, you mentioned that you you end up listening from song to song, but I guess just from observation in my end, um, I also see like you know, choreography is something that's inherently a part of K-pop. Would you say that's true? Without choreography, there is something missing in K-pop because, uh, in regards to their music it's good but if it's just music there's something missing like they always want to perform in the best way possible so they also include choreography with it and with the choreography it's also amazing how they can do both things like dance and sing at the same time that's actually one of the uh, interesting parts about k-pop is how Each and every one of the these idols train just to get to the these levels. Hmm. You mentioned you also mentioned just now, you know, the idols themselves that they they also played mm-hmm. a huge part on you know what made you decide to listen to K-pop and just be a, be a more avid fan. So what, what what's with these idols? Like, what makes them different from you know normal celebrities and sorts? Well, in regards to idols, uh, some idols take literal years to debut. I know one who started at eight years old and got to debut when she was 18. She was training for 10 years and actually had to go through a survival show just so that she could debut. Oh. Another part about... Hold K- on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Okay. What do you mean the survival show? I I'm picturing oh. like Survivor Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Not that kind of survivor. Um one one method of debuting a group is actually survival shows where uh different people compete and At the very end, the ones who win get to debut as a girl group or boy group. They show off their different talents, their different styles, their different methods on how they, and they show off how they train. They show off their everything, and they avoid elimination. Basically, just like a normal game show, but with a chance to debut as a. Girl or boy group. Okay, well, honestly, I think the whole Survivor Korea thing, where if you just throw them on, in an island and just you know let them decide for themselves, I think that'll work too. But <laughs> I digress. Um, What? <laughs> it's an idea. I'm just throwing it out there. Give me a call if you want to. You know, if you want to direct a show. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, it could work. 
It would be very nice. <laughs> it would make for good television. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> true, true. All right, so with that, well, another, another another thing in the K-pop genre that I also wanted to talk about, of course. Now, yeah, there's people. There are people like myself. You know, they're not a fan. There are some that are even more vocal about their disdain for K-pop. Some very poor, poor-minded individuals would refer to it as gay pop or whatever. I, it's it's horrible that they call it that. Uh. So why do you think that you know it has that sort of stereotype that people tend to hate K-pop? About that, um, in recent times, K-pop is actually widely accepted compared to older times. Right. Uh, I remember there was a time where K-pop fans were bashed just because they listened to K-pop. The reason for that is, I don't know, maybe it wasn't mainstream or you'll be called names because you listen to guys who look feminine or some other issue. But <sighs> I remember those times when I was just listening to my K-pop and I would be called gay. So... It's really a sensitive issue in regards to a lot of K-pop fans right. because there really was a time where K-pop was really not accepted. But uh, in recent times, though, uh, the reason why people would look down on K-pop is the fans themselves. You know, the fans, the oh, yeah. die-hard fans who would literally fight you you can't wear the color purple because that's um you can't army. wear the color purple because army <laughs> i mean yeah i'm I going back a little bit before before we get into that you know i honestly i am glad that you know it's getting a little bit more accepted into it's it's more an accepted thing in, in the mainstream like i know some guys they're mm-hmm. big big buff men and they're just pumping iron and their headset you hear all this really really jumpy k-pop stuff and it's it's a it's a it's a weird contrast but i i absolutely love it <laughs> you know well the reason why it's widely accepted now is because in older times k-pop wasn't branching out in the u.s or other countries they were more inclined to stay in Korea. Uh, in recent times, though, there are a lot of groups that wanted to branch out to get to the American market, the Chinese market, and other countries. Uh, if I remember correctly, it started with uh, Big Bang or something like that. That boy group who branched out, did a world tour, was successful. And that's really how the whole American or U.S. market the whole Western market became aware of this K-pop thing. And that's how it became more widely accepted by the public. Because in older times, I remember people would just say, do you even understand what you're listening to? And I would do uh, their subtitles and they'd be like, "Nah, you're gay. So yeah, it's better that's weird, now. That's a weird jump to make. In over. <laughs> I know. It's definitely better now than in old times that yeah. I can remember. I love that we describe the old times like it's like the 1800s. 
<laughs> Ye old times in K-pop history. <laughs> well, I history mean, lessons with Kyle. K-pop actually started in 1990s. That's the first generation of K-pop. So, yeah, it is ye olde K-pop. Uh, second generation actually started way uh, 2009, if I remember. Third right. generation started 2014 or 2015. So where does Girls' Generation fit in all this? Uh, Girls' Generation is actually second gen. I know, just kidding. It... <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry about that. <laughs> But yeah, now that you mentioned, of course, I mean, I didn't... I mean, it, they probably, you know, the K-pop genre probably didn't just pop into existence all of a sudden in the late 2000s. Of course not. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like you know, it's the same thing with um, OPM. Like, sure, it's not really, it's not really known to the international. It's not really known internationally, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You know, same thing with K-pop. I'd, I'd assume. I, I, I'm certain it goes way back. I'm sure. I'm certain there's like old disco hits from. Korea that no one really knows about. I remember this one music video that's still up in YouTube today, where it looks like it got recorded by a potato, but the music is actually really, really nice. I forgot what video it is, but it's really old, and it's from a first-generation K-pop group, and. Yeah, that's how I found out that there was different generations of K-pop. Actually, yeah, and I I guess I I remember back when I was like when I was a kid, I remember F4 was like really huge, and to this day I have no idea. I am I I don't know a single song from them. I just know that F4 was the Korean boy boy band back in the day. I'm not really familiar with F4. As a boy group, I'm familiar with it as a as the group in the series, the TV series, Meteor Garden. Yeah, uh, I, again, as a boy group, I'm not really familiar with. Again, for everyone listening, please don't prosecute me just yet. <laughs> like I said, I have no idea of this genre. <laughs> I'm just basing this off memory and things I've seen, and that's why I'm trying to learn a little bit more here today. With my good friend Kyle, so so they were more on TV. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes, F4 is actually a a group. They're actually uh, four guys. I'm not really sure if they're Korean though. If I remember, they're Taiwanese. Yeah, I, you know what? Send those send those hate messages. I probably deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! All right, but yeah, I mean, um, one thing that we almost forgot to talk about, you know, between the fans then and and the fans today, why people don't really like the fans. We have the diehards. You can't wear the color purple, or and you uh-huh. have people that, you know, pe- people on Twitter, you know, um, they raid every single person for not liking or not streaming their mm-hmm. particular thing. So I want to know your opinion on the on on them. Before I get to that, I just wanted to compare 
the fans back then and the fans today. Okay. There are diehard fans back then and there are diehard fans today, but there is a difference. Uh, yes, most definitely uh, there is diehard fans that are really toxic, but back then the fans were much more humble. Less toxicity and more support towards other groups. Hmm. The fans now, the diehard fans now, not, well, not all diehard fans, but some are highly toxic. A lot of fan wars happen now due to the fact that they are toxic. They want their group to be the center of attention. And if another group takes the spotlight, it just means that they need to lock and load and fight. <laughs> well, I mean, with that being said, other than, you know, other than, of course, the, the diehard fans, like, you know, they're cringy and it's the cringe is warranted for those that make everything about K-pop. I mean, it's the same thing if you, it's the same thing with any sort of genre. I mean, on another episode that we, that we did here, we talked about weeaboos and, um, their love for anime being really weird. Do you think there's um, a similar vein between, you know, weeaboos and the aptly named Koreaboos? Funny enough, I also watch anime and I am kind of informed with the whole weeaboo thing because Lovely. I was a weeaboo at some point. <laughs> I'm not proud of my weeaboo phase, but I was a weeaboo. I, I, I accept that. I accept my weeaboo phase, but I'm not proud of it. Uh, weeaboos are people who think that they know the culture, the language, and everything there is to know about Japan just by watching anime and playing games. They buy stuff like figures and katanas, and to the point that they literally forget their old culture and proclaim that they're Japanese. Yeah, that's pretty cringe, bro. I got to that <laughs> point at one time. I think I think I was friends with you at that time. <laughs> Why? Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but I just remember one I just remember people calling me the fourth Hokage. I was one of those people, I remember. You were one of those people who called me the fourth Hokage. Just because people were calling me the fourth Hokage. And I just learned to accept it. And it was nice. I remember those times. A lot of good times, a lot of embarrassing times. I'm not proud of it, but I was part of it. And then comes the Koreaboos. Okay. Koreaboos are nuts. Some go really overboard. Uh, Koreaboo... There are different kinds of Koreaboos, actually. Uh, there are Koreaboos who are fans who literally dedicate their life for their idols. They stalk them both physically and in any kind of platform, like social media or their live streams. I remember there was news of... Uh, fans literally mobbing this one idol group and one of the members actually cut his hand due to the mob what? wait yes what do, you, uh, what do you mean cut his hand like 
Did he cut his own hand because he was so upset? Did the mob cut his hand? The mob actually mobbed the group so much that the idol hurt his hand in a railing. Oh. And it actually, yeah. And people were like still mobbing them, even though the guy was clearly hurt. Yeah, that's not good. It's nuts. The other, the other part is basically the Korean counterpart of Weeaboo, which is uh, they listen to K-pop, they read manhwa, which is the Korean version of manga, and suddenly they know everything there is to know about Korea. They forget their old culture and proclaim themselves as Korean. <laughs> There is also a few friends of mine who basically mix uh, Korean with their everyday language. Like how? Like people who just say "chincha" uh, out of nowhere, and I'm like, "What does that even mean?" Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> I mean. I guess to be fair, in that regard, one of my favorite shows out there, 100% Sherlock the series, and it would happen that every now, if if I if I ever, whenever I watch that series, the little voice in my head and I can hear it in my accent, it turns a little bit English, just a little bit, and I hear it, it creeps me out, that it hits me, it hits me every time I watch it. But it happens, so I, I can kind of see how you know, if you, if you take enough like Korean media, it it tends to get in your system, and you have to let it out. So, what was that? Chincha, whatever that is, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> It's actually hard to do it because I don't do it on a regular basis. But I do know some people who are like able to incorporate it on their normal conversations, and I'm like, "What? <laughs> What?" I like that. They're just like so.、What? Yeah, there are those kind of people. Man, well, I mean, you take the good with the bad, and I suppose that's that's、yeah. it. But I mean, like like I said, with Korean media, it's you know, like with the rise of Korean media nowadays, it's not just K-pop. K-drama has been a thing that's been going on and has been really integrated. Like there's so many people who are just crying over all these different K-pop. My mom watches K K-dramas. My mom watches K-pop every single day. K-drama, not K-pop. K-drama. Yeah, it's. It's strange because it's it's strange because you know with older people they tend to not really like you know whatever the millennials are doing these kids nowadays and their、uh, Korean dramas and all but they're into it which is crazy for me honestly I'm like mom what are you watching K drama what's so good about it everything what's everything watch it with me. 
And she's like in the 34th episode and I don't even understand what's happening. Did you fall into the, in, in, so, into K-drama? I watched a few here and there, but I wasn't really that absorbed into it because work and stuff. It's hard to get absorbed into K-drama when I'm also into anime. I can't balance it out, so one has to go. And unfortunately, K-drama was the one to go. But I did watch some K-drama. And how how is it? Because honestly, I've never I've never really I never really tried it. Like dramas, especially if it's like a, a love drama, that's normally that's not really my thing. Ah, uh, I highly recommend watching K drama because there are a lot of gems out there that would really pique your interest. Uh, a lot of love stories, a lot of cliches, but the stories in K-drama is unlike any other, to be exact. Uh, that's why it's such a big hit with uh, the middle-aged and older-aged people because it's not like anything they've seen before. It's different, so it piques their interest. That's the answer I got from my mom, so I'm just relaying it out there. <laughs> I, thought, I thought these were like your words. My words is basically, it's good. Watch it. I mean, it's That's good. It. <laughs> it's good. Just watch it. I haven't That's watched enough. I haven't watched enough to provide any concrete information. I just, it's good. Watch it. It's good. <laughs> I love, I love the squeak that comes. It's good. Watch it. It's good. You know, just do it. What else am I supposed to do? I like it. It's good. <laughs> God, uh, but you know, uh, same. I, okay, so mm-hmm. you've you've gone into K drama. I'm uh, I'm more than certain I can make a whole episode out of that. So I'm gonna leave it at that for now. Not with you because you haven't watched enough K dramas, I suppose. So if you if you feel yeah. you've been, you've watched enough, hit me up. On Facebook, facebook.com okay. slash Jet uh, Jet Talks Podcast. But going back into hey. the pop, into the pop, the K pop. Like I said, it's just something that I've never really gotten into. So I don't know. For someone who's for someone who who's like me, what would you recommend? It's actually different for everyone. For me personally, I came to like K pop because of. Uh, the journey that the idols went through. Uh, remember the survival shows that I said? Uh, the reason why I became extremely into K-pop was because I watched this one survival show. Uh, to be exact, it was 16. Uh, it was the survival show that uh, the members of Twice had to go through. Is that where I they watched got, it? Got their, is that where? Is that where they became famous? Uh, somewhat because uh, here's the thing in the whole K-pop world there is four big companies Uh, it used to be three but now there's four because BTS Uh, there's four big companies it's JYP YG SM and Big Hit 
Big Hit is where BTS came from. YG is where uh, X Big Bang to anyone came from. Uh, yeah, Blackpink also. Um, SM is where EXO is from. And JYP is where ITZY and TWICE, GOT7, and Stray Kids came from. I'm, I'm actually a big JYP fan, so that's why I watched 16. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm so into K-pop right now is because it's a survival show. Someone has to lose. Right. So, yes, I supported the ones who won. Uh, it's twice, but the ones who lost, they are now in a different group. Like Cheryong, uh, one who lost in hmm. 16, is now in a different girl group, which is Itzy, in the same company. Just to, make, just to make sure I'm following this right, so the people who, who lost, like, what do you mean they're in a different group? Like, did they disband and just all, each member went somewhere else, or? Did they like sign somewhere else as a whole? So in 16, there were 16 contestants. And seven actually got eliminated. Nine, nine one, which is the current members of Twice. And the seven who got eliminated, um, I also followed their journey. Some debuted, some I still don't know the news up to this day, but it's been four years actually, and it's nice to see how each story ended up. And basically, that's how I got to the point that I support multiple groups, because Mm. one of the losers uh, went to a different group in a different company, one of the losers stayed with the same company in JYP and debuted in a different girl group, which is now actually as famous as Twice, if not more famous. And that's basically how I branched out to be a fan of multiple groups, aside from actually finding a new group to actually listen to. So. It's really different for everyone. Some people really like the idols themselves, like right. majority of the people here in the Philippines who, uh, I'm just gonna name drop it. They really like Lisa from Blackpink because right. she's she's different. She's amazing. She's like she's like this monocle of really really cool girls and some. It's like they picture themselves that they want to be like Lisa. So there are people like that. Some people like the music itself. So they listen to the music like it gets to them. But some people actually like the stories and the videos that they release. In earlier uh, times, ye oldie times of K-pop. Ye old times. The music videos that they release actually have a story. Uh, the best example for this would actually be Big Bang. 
their music videos have stories. So a lot of people were really into that kind of thing and that made them a fan. Actually, that's also one of the reasons why I started liking K-pop because of the story inside uh, the video that they release. Okay, I'm I'm really curious. I'm really curious. Tell me one of the stories. <laughs> okay, so in Big Bang's music video Haru Haru, G Dragon has a girlfriend. G Dragon is one of the members of Big Bang, right? And he's friends with Top. Suddenly, Top starts going out with said girlfriend. Drama. G Dragon finds out. They fight. Turns out, the girl was dying, so she asked Top to actually go meet up with her to make G Dragon angry with the girl. Once G Dragon found this out, he rushed to the hospital, found Top and all the other members of Big Bang there. And it's one bit you'd have to watch it. <laughs> all right, fair enough, fair enough. But so all of that is in a music video. All of that is in one music video. And aside from that, the music itself if you read the lyrics it really blends well with the story so that's one of the reasons why ye olde k-pop videos are really really good i i never knew that honestly like i just assumed that i assumed most k-pop videos are just you know cool dances and stuff had I known that there were stories in, in it, I might have given it a shot back then. I guess it's not too late, but, you know. <laughs> the reason why it's more uh, choreography integrated right now is because in ye olde times, choreography wasn't the main focal point of K-pop idols. It was their vocals and visuals. I can't forget the visuals because it's always been an integral part of K-pop. But in older times, the vocals was much more important than the choreography. In recent times, though, you cannot be a K-pop idol if you're not good at dancing. And some K-pop idols get bashed just because they're not as good as other K-pop idols in regards to dancing. So that's why choreography is more integrated in recent times just because the fans want more choreography yeah i mean for some i guess for someone who's you know more visually inclined i could see i could see how that could happen personally i'm more of an audio guy i mean that's why i'm choosing a podcast where you can't see me (laughs) um hey see me so it's a win-win it's a win-win but yeah with with all that going on you know would you would you say it's for for someone like me would you say it's worth giving k-pop a chance at this point in time at this point in time where the k-pop 
pop boom is happening, get in on it, write it. <laughs> Because if not, basically, well, as of right now, K-pop is slowly inching to take over the world. As you may know, it's slightly ever closely inching to taking over the world as the next big thing if it's not the big thing right now right so i really recommend listening or starting start listening to k-pop because you never know you might like it i mean look at me i wasn't <laughs> even aware that what k-pop is and then i just listened to one started listening to another and then bam i've been listening for six seven years <laughs> Man, all right. Well, for, I guess for myself and for anyone else who, for anyone else like me, it might be worth a shout. What was the name of that thing? A uh, Haru Haru. Haru Haru by Big Bang. All right. I'll. You know what? I'll I'll give it a shot. What's What's the worst that can happen? I'm more than certain another person has said that sent that that exact same sentence before. <laughs> <laughs> What's, What's the, the wor- worst that could happen? It's just one music video. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> And after a month, you're slightly addicted. And then all this merch just coming in. Shoppy delivery. Shoppy. <laughs> all right, so I, let's let's end it at that. Um, honestly, this has been one of the, uh, yeah, one of the funniest episodes that I have probably recorded. Unintentionally, I have no idea. I have no idea how this happened. Honestly, <laughs> I also don't know. I went to this. I went in on this blind. Hopefully, yeah. at least, at least, hopefully, it's good. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> oh, yeah. I uh, mean, yeah. Do you have any uh, social media you want to plug? Okay, so. My Facebook is www.facebook.com/zenuheart00 with an X, and yeah, I'm Kalisai Majalel. I yeah, I'm right there. <laughs> Hold on, say that again. Zenuheart. Zenuheart00. All right, just wanted to make sure I heard that right. Um, mm-hmm. you can find me. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. At yes, this is Jed's. A lot of co- quality content on both, especially on Twitter. Please check that out. And uh, the Jed Talks podcast is on Facebook. We have a Facebook page uh, that is uh, Facebook.com/slash Jed Talks podcast. Uh, quick shout out to my boy uh, Rice Oligario for helping me with um, with all the visuals. Also, uh, also shout out to my wonderful girlfriends Bayer for the logo. And um, yeah, with that being said, go out, listen to some K-pop, watch some K-drama, and y'all just enjoy yourselves. All right, peace, y'all.